said it now it's your turn all hollows jamie lee curtis curtis <laughs> hi and welcome to behind the hype your mio host as always brian dressel with me as always is chewy darso hello and jonathan hardesty hi how you guys doing doing good yeah. doing great doing 2020 is what i'm doing yeah oh <laughs> that means you're unstable <laughs> doing 2020 <coughs> doing 2020 yep, exactly sucks. Ooh, something on fire. Ooh, <laughs> love 2020. It's the best. Uh, and at it's least funny, I have good vision. When you look at the title of the movie we're reviewing today on IMDb, it's Halloween H2O colon 20 years later because that is the full title. And that means that 2020 is snuck right in there. Oh, jeez. In the middle of this title. Oh, no. <laughs> Does that mean we get to chop his head off? But then it'll be the wrong guy. Oh, man. I, I know you guys don't listen to uh, to Welcome to Your Doom, but I had a very good Trump rant at the end of one of our episodes recently where I basically just kind of lost my shit. I'm like, fuck him! Fuck him! I hate him! Oh, it was a good one. <laughs> we all do. It was a good one. Uh, I think he hates himself. I would hope so. It'd be the only thing we agree on. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You have something in common. Uh-oh. <laughs> fuck! I'll take it. This is the I'll, I'm willing to take that one. Anyhow, um, clearly we are recording on the night of the uh, the dueling town halls, so he's a little bit more on our mind. But uh, we still will... don't really understand how they're dueling. Which is on is at the same time. Dueling by who gets the higher ratings? Oh, I'm Trump. Will, Trump will absolutely get higher ratings because Biden will be presidential, and Trump's going to talk about conspiracy theories about how aliens are coming to kidnap Americans. He's going to go insane. He's going to be a way more entertaining show in the worst way possible. Anyhow, let's jump back into movies. A nice, warm blanket of movies and Jamie Lee Curtis. Right? Introducing. Introducing a little Joshy Hartnett. Hey. <laughs> baby Josh Hartnett. He's not baby. He's a teenager. Yeah, he's 17. Clearly, he's 17. And he's wearing his early 2000s, or late 90s, sorry, baggy sweater. Yeah, he's got where that. Where it goes down his our hands a little bit, and it just kind of looks like he's wearing his dad's sweater. And he I has mean, like poor the, guy just can't have clothes that fit. That's just nope. a rule for him. That was just a thing established with the dudes in Friends. And I'm pretty sure he just had that haircut for, like, six years. Like, he just had that perfect, I just rolled out of bed. It's just kind of sticking up around my ears. I just don't care haircut. I've always paid more attention to his eyebrows. I've never paid attention to his eyebrows. See, as a a high schooler, like, his hair was aspirational because it's like, well, you got out of bed and it looks awful, but you make it look good. So maybe there's a way to do this? I mean, narrator, you know, 20 years later, there wasn't. But Oh, there was. You have a very, very well-paid hair and makeup stylist. (laughs) That's how you do it. (laughs) Now you just do a little quaff. Over yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so H2O is the movie of the day, as we've said a few times. Uh, this movie came out in 1998, a solid 20 years after the original Halloween. Uh, it is meant to be a sequel from uh, maybe to part six, maybe to part 
two, we're not entirely sure. It seems like nobody really got on the same page. A uh, bit of a mess this movie, but it will be fun to talk about. Yeah, I'll have more. I'll have questions. I I'm pretty sure as I ducked out after three. Yeah, I uh, I've seen. Let's see, I've seen one obviously. Uh, one, two, because we did that for aware they've been doing. Uh, and then I saw three because we did that last year for Halloween. I've never saw four. I've seen five. Never saw six. And then I saw seven, eight, and then I've seen all the remakes since then. But I've missed some of those ones that have like other people in them, like the one with like the little girl in the clown suit on the cover. I've never seen that one. I haven't seen yeah. most of them. Yeah. Uh, well, then the most recent like one Jason. that I did, Oops. I saw. Yeah. I've yeah. Obvi- and I've just always been under. I mean, the first movie's really good. First movie's great. But all the other ones, I'm just underwhelmed. What do you mean? Two was awesome. <laughs> The way you said that really speaks volumes. And I saw this movie in theaters. And it's awesome. No. Awesome. <laughs> there are... It's kind of surprising I saw this one in theaters. Yeah. Because I was 14, 13? 98, yeah. Yeah, 98. I started... 15, 14? Well, that, no, I started high school then. Yeah, it, so it's always I interesting to watch a movie... 14, that, 15. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to watch a movie that you would have gone to the theater for, but then... When you watch it like later on, you realize, oh, I I'm, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember renting this one and having a blast with it. Like when I saw it the first time, I really liked it. Um, as I've watched it more and more as I've gotten older and gotten way more into horror, because uh, around nineteen, I want to say early mid nineties is probably when I started really getting into horror. So this is right in that time frame. Mm. Uh, as I got more into horror and slashers and whatnot, this thing fell fast in the ranks, and now it's you know. Lower tiers. It's not the worst slasher in the world. It's just sort of fine. But that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is how yeah. it's just sort of fine. Um, I'll do a quick breakdown. So essentially what this movie is, it if you don't know anything about Halloween beyond the first movie, I think you'd be fine watching it. Essentially all you need to know is that, or eh, maybe two, because two is when they mentioned that uh, Michael Myers is her brother. Uh, so as long as you know that, all you really need to know is that it happened 20 years ago. Lori is now an adult. She has a uh, 17-year-old son. Uh, she is the, what would she be, like, headmistress? Headmistress. Of the boarding school where her son attends school. She's Dumbledore. Um, yeah, she's a Dumbledore. And uh, Dumbledore was attacked by, um, ah, I'm forgetting his name. I was going to have a great Harry Potter joke, and now I can't remember. Voldemort. No, Dumbledore's brother. Ab. I don't know. Aberforth? Aberforth, is that it? That sounds I don't like know. something. Something. Something like that. That guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that joke. I'm sure you're all just holding your sides with laughter at how well that one worked. Anyhow, uh, so Michael Myers breaks out of the mental institution, uh, goes after his old doctor, Dr. Loomis, only to find that Dr. Loomis has already died, but his nurse is still very much alive. So he goes to get the information about what happened to his sister because he still wants to kill her. So he kills Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he was there, uh, kills the nurse, takes the info, and goes off to fight his sister, and then does. And then, after the sister wins, he knocks out an EMT guy, slaps his mask on him, throws him in a body bag, and then they go driving down the road, and Jamie Lee Curtis, thinking that it's her brother Michael Myers, lops his head off. And none of that you would know if you've only seen this movie, but I've seen the one after it where they explain all of that. Um... (laughs) I read the Wikipedia on the other movie, so I found it out. Ah, yeah. Um, kind of a shame because this would have been a, tricksters. I always kind of think that's a shame because this would have been a pretty good ending. I thought, like, yeah, fuck them. 
Except Michael Myers would never reach his hand out in any sort of like, help me, or I love you, or whatever that was. <laughs> Pull my to finger. Be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, boy. So that's Halloween H2O. And Chewie and I watched this, what, a few days ago? Yeah. Like Sunday, Monday, something like that. Uh, and we finished it in all of the hundred or hour and like 15 minutes that it is long. Um, and we went, man, I'm not sure how much there is to talk about in that movie. <laughs> so we're going to do our best. I, uh, I would say out of all the Halloween movies I've seen, it's not the worst cause there's always Halloween two, but it's uh, probably right around Halloween two. The movie just never clicks. We're never yeah. really sure who the main character is going to be. Is it going to be Jamie Lee or is it going to be Josh Hartnett, Josh Hartnett. and Michelle Williams? Michelle Williams is definitely not the main character. No, but she, I mean, there was a chance she could have been a final girl at a moment and then no. No, yeah. it's just Jamie Lee. And of course, it should be Jamie Lee. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, they literally, she literally shoves. I keep wanting to call him Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Not Ashton Kutcher. Oh, my God. Which is so mean of me. It is. He's much better actor than Ashton Kutcher. Is. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Joshy. Stop that. <laughs> You'll uh, remember his name now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she literally just shoves him into a vehicle and says, leave. No, she says, go down the street to the Becker house as a nod to Scream because Casey Becker is the person who gets killed in the beginning of Scream. This movie is chock full of horror Easter eggs that have nothing to do with Halloween, which is another problem for a Halloween movie that huh. we can get into some other time. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I missed, I like, I wasn't looking for those. Oh, yeah, there's uh, screen references. There's a huge psycho reference, like, huge. Like, they walk by Norman Bates's car at some point, and then if you look at the license plate, it's Norman Bates' uh, initials are the license plate, and they play the psycho music for a second, like... This movie is just oh, wow. in love with other horror movies, or specifically no. other slashers. No, what it was. It really should it have been in love with its own movie. That was multiverse. it. Like, they, you're talking about Sinister Six and all these other things with Marvel. This movie did it first then. Yeah. And this is a horrifying world to live in. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> uh, Pass. <laughs> um. I don't know where I'm going with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I got us derailed when I was like, oh, yeah, you want to talk Easter eggs? This movie has a ton of them, and they're all pointless. But it's just, there's just not that much interesting things to talk about in this movie. No, so I'll talk a little bit about where the movie came from. Because after we finished it, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do a podcast on. We'll talk about Jamie Lee near the end, of course. Uh, but otherwise, like this movie's kind of hollow is the best way I'll describe it. And I uh -huh. feel like that's why there's so many of these Easter eggs. And I don't believe I don't blame Steve Miner, the director, very much. I think it's Miner, Miner, Meaner, um, because uh, he's a he's a Friday the Thirteenth guy, so he gets a pass from me. Uh, Miner, he uh, he directed part two and part three, so I love the guy. Uh, but there is just something kind of missing, and I think it would all come back to when this movie was pitched. Jamie Lee was coming up on the twentieth anniversary. She fully acknowledged that she would not have an acting career without the Halloween franchise. Like, that kicked everything off, off for her and she's had a great career ever since and she wanted to celebrate it and that's great so it came this movie came from a place of like let's do a love letter to the franchise that really brought us the modern day slasher and she called uh john carpenter she called the producer she called original cast and crew and everybody was slowly but surely coming on board carpenter was on board he was going to write and direct but he wanted too much money, so they told him no. So then he walked off, and then the producer walked off. And then one by one, everyone but Jamie Lee 
sort of left. And now she's stuck here with a director that she really enjoyed. She actually tried to get Steve Miner to direct a different movie of hers, which she has said, uh, sorry, the different movie is Virus, which she has publicly said is not the worst movie of her career, but possibly the worst movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Jamie Lee. <laughs> yeah, when she talks about her career, it's, so, it's always a fun listen. <laughs> she's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so this movie came from like a really good place, and you can just kind of see like... You can just kind of see that it's either studio notes or her notes or just something. It just kind of felt like, this is really fun. Ah, fuck. It's not fun anymore. And she says, it's either in the commentary or in an interview about the film. She's like, what started as like a passion project slowly turned into a paycheck project. And I think that's kind of sad because like so much of the current box office bread and butter are these like 20, 30 year year later sequels. Like, that's how they stopped doing remakes. They just started doing sequels. And fucking Halloween did it forever ago. They beat him to the punch, like, over 20 years ago. And I think that's kind of cool. Like, they did things before people were doing it. And there are really good things in this movie. They're just few and far between. It's just kind of yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised about that. ideas in this movie. Like, the idea that someone with a lot of trauma would put herself in a position where she can control her entire environment. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep, there's one. And that's kind of where it goes. <laughs> because that's all the things. Because it, it is, this movie is very watered down, late 90s. We want to get the youths to go to a horror movie because horror movies are cool right now. Yeah. Uh, and let's throw in these young stars. Yeah. But they don't really they don't really do anything with Josh Hartnett. They don't do anything with what's her name from Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. No, nothing. Uh, the kid from Jumanji. Jurassic Park or Jumanji, Jumanji yeah. isn't even on the cover of the film or of the movie poster. Nope. Uh, the yeah. girl who played his girlfriend, she was just generic, I want to have sex girl. And then she gets fucked up. Like, her leg getting chopped off is, like, the most interesting part of anyone dying in this movie. Yeah, it's really, like, it's really unfortunate that you have somebody like Steve Miner at the helm who's really good with gore. Like, go back and watch Friday 13th Part 2 and 3. Like, that guy knows how to do a gory fucking slasher. He is yeah. good at it. And that's really the only gore scene yeah. we got and i'm not like yeah, here and there were a lot of opportunities for... but that's we're here to watch a slasher yeah we get that one and then the ice skate to the face and that's like, i it. really just don't care about any of the characters in this movie i mean even ll cool j is kind of interesting but he just kind of does these weird cameo roles like i equate his performance in this movie to the same thing as it was in Deep Blue Sea? No, he's great in Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, he's he's exceptional in Deep Blue Sea. He's a little bit more to do <laughs> um, in that movie than he did No, this I'll defend one. him yeah. in Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, he is good. Yeah. That's like my favorite LL Cool J role. He he is into that thing. Is that thing. after this one? Yeah. Okay, so then yeah. he's just got um, more acting abilities yes. in that movie. Like this one, I'm like, okay, how more obvious could it be that you were talking into a phone that you're not listening to anyone else for action oh yeah he, he he had nothing to do like that's that's kind of the problem with the movie is like nobody Ireland than jamie lee has a character yeah everyone yeah, is I, as one noted as possible josh hartnett i want to go camping but i don't <laughs> but yeah I want, no all I that back and forth between hang around like, with my friends yeah all that going back and forth between the camping and not camping and then camping and not camping and then staying 
at a certain point, I just stopped paying attention to that because like, okay, so you're going to go. You're not going to go. Does the movie need you to stay? You're probably going to stay, right? Cool. And then I was even with LL Cool J. I was relieved when he got shot by the guy because I was like, oh, good. He's out. He doesn't have to pretend to do anything in this movie anymore. Oh, he's back for another joke. Oh, that's too bad. And just what we were trying to explain away while watching it with budget was, I mean, costume wise, it's the late 90s. Unless you're doing like a club movie, you're clothes are beige tones and they're boring yeah uh and production design wise they leaned a little too much into what a boarding school would actually look like yeah they should have made it more gothic or more catholic or something something interesting because the production design in the school was again just boring it felt like it wanted to be a budget dead poet society it most of the time everything felt like (laughs) a cafeteria or cafeteria, yeah. Uh, except when they're hiding in their little Halloween lovey hole with the fabric and the candles everywhere. That was very nice. Yeah, that, that felt like that, it was out of like America World in the, Paris. That was the most like decor, like production designiness they had in the movie. Yeah, some, and it some, just and it felt like it was out of place with the rest of it. Totally. Yeah, some some better production design would have at least helped figure out where anything was. Be- uh, production design and geography, like. This is a weird boarding school. Because, like, yeah. okay, this this place looks weird. You have a dumb waiter here between your room or kitchen A, kitchen B. Where are they dying? Like, how did how did uh, Michael Myers know to find her up here? I, I kind of agree with John on that one. Like, the, the geography of the building makes zero sense. I mean, that's fine because, you know, we don't really need to know the geography of the building. But it'll make, make it interesting to look at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we, you could. Well, there's a difference if, between like uh, The Shining, where the geography makes no sense and you don't care because tension. Whereas this, you're yeah. like, I'm confused. It's one of those things where, like, when you're noticing the geography of the movie, there's something else wrong. Like, because you wouldn't be paying attention to it otherwise. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that I should be watching what should be like an awesome slasher scene and going, "Wait, how heavy was that dumbwaiter to rip off her leg?" Like, if it was, like, her ankle or her wrist or something a little bit more, like, flimsy, I'd get it, but, like, split her calf in half. Like, good lord. It was hanging on by, like, a little piece of flesh. Yeah, like, it's just weird. Like, that's... The movie, it just... It either wasn't fully committed or it just didn't have the right money behind it or just... There was just something that didn't quite work that it just kind of left us, like, watching through, like, a pane of glass instead of, like, being invested in the film. So you're just kind of watching it more critically. And that's not really great... Because you have what is arguably, I disagree with this argument fully, one of the best slashers of all time. Okay, I'll give him one of. I'd put Freddy and Jason above him. But still, Michael Myers, you, you can't go wrong for the most part. Like, it's he's an awesome slasher. He's intimidating. He's scary. He loves his big fucking knives. He's a showman, which I enjoy. Um, but this movie, like... This is my least favorite Michael Myers out of every Michael Myers edition I've seen. And I've seen both Rob Zombie films, so fully understand what oh, I'm yeah. saying. The guy who's playing Michael Myers is not charismatic. No, he's not intimidating at all. He's a little scrawny. He does the head turn thing wrong, which I don't know how he does it wrong, but it doesn't just it doesn't look scary. Like yeah, it did okay, now that you point that out, like that was bugging me a lot during this. Is like this doesn't feel like Michael Myers. His stance seems weird, but like I haven't seen enough of these to fully articulate it either until you just said something now. Yeah. Where it was like he seems thin, he seems a little bit emaciated, but not like strong. Like he I don't think he could stab anyone and break skin. That's how weak he looked. Yeah, I, I don't see him as this like imposing force of doom. Like you go to like the David Gordon Green one and it's like that Michael Myers is fucking scary. Yeah. 
Like, when you see him coming, you want to run. You go to the original. It's like, fuck that dude. I want to get away from him. This one, it's like, <laughs> peace out, homie. I'm out. Like, I'd give just, him a wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, you have what is easily, and I'll challenge any fan out there to try to tell me which one's worse, the worst Michael Myers mask in any film. <laughs> Except for yeah, maybe he, Zombies Halloween 2 when it's just, like, tatters on his right. face. Well, I think that's a cri- general criticism of this movie as well because I feel like when I briefly looked stuff up about this film people mentioned the inconsistency in like the texture and color of his mask in this movie it's blue for like the last half like his yeah. he, the shape is a white mask like yeah. it's supposed to be the inside out of a mask like it's it's a white mask so what the fuck was that and like the eyes look really flimsy it just kind of looks like it looks like a dollar store knockoff of a Michael Myers right mask. bought from like Spirit Halloween or something yeah <laughs> Which is weird, because you mentioned it to been. me, Brian, before this, that the mask was really bad, and I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. Like, we'll see. You know, it'll be fine. I- I'm sure, like, you know, whatever. And then I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, you're right. 100%. Yep. Horrible. And it's interesting, because the the beginning of the film, when he kills the nurse and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, the mask is different. And he's wearing the same mask that he wore in Part 6, because Part 6 only came out two, three years before this one. So they're not that far apart. Um, and that mask was actually pretty good. And then apparently they just disagreed on whether or not he should wear it the whole time, but they'd already filmed those scenes, so they're like, nah, we're going to put him in the new one. Also disagreed whether so, or not part six happened. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no agreements on that either. Like, It's just such a mixed bag of a movie. It's <sighs> frustrating. I was also looking, when you mentioned the mask changes, I was also looking for something plot-wise to be like why he had to get a new mask. But like nothing in the movie happens like that. He just has two different masks for reasons. I think they're just weird. hoping we didn't notice. <laughs> And they're just like, well, nah, the thing is like, thing. then don't make a slightly boring movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't don't let us pick this stuff out, then, guys. Because I'm well aware that like Jason wears multiple different masks throughout a film because you know that's the way costumes work. Yeah. But I'm not looking for the different ones. I noticed here. Yeah, it's it's just a boring movie. It really is <laughs> until the end, and like that's I'll get into more Jamie Lee now. So I was I read that whole article with her and. It's a really fascinating listener to talk about this film because you can tell how much she wanted it to be good. And it's just it just didn't end up that way. But even she's like, there are good things in it. And in her mind, the movie doesn't really start until she kicks Josh Hartnett out of the house. And then it's uh, Laurie versus Michael. And I tend to agree with her. Like, that's really when the movie becomes interesting. Yeah. It's the only interesting part of the whole film. Yeah, because like her whole like confession to her boyfriend dude is like, I mean, that's kind of an interesting scene, he was but it's a red shirt the whole oh, yeah. way through. Total red shirt. But it was also like I liked that she had to come clean to somebody and the way she did it was weird. I, I was like I liked it, but it like was why did she have to do it while play. mounting him? Like how it was weird. like a yeah. role play moment. Where also now that one makes complete sense. Yeah. Because she's dominating him in the moment that she's also being the most vulnerable. Okay, yeah, no, that she's works. She's pinning him down while she's confessing. Nope. So that works. That, that works with a person who has experienced a lot of trauma. Yep, nope, I'm totally on board. You, you've you yeah. convinced me. Um, and it's actually like, and that's kind of the thing, is Jamie Lee says in an interview that this movie turned into more of a paycheck film, and that's where I'm like, fucking props to Jamie Lee, because it doesn't feel like that to me. I never felt like she was one foot out the door, ever. Like, she sold no, every yeah. scene she was in. You believed her disjointedness mm-hmm. I this might be a little too you know modern age of me but it's also kind of weird for me to think that a woman who went through the trauma she did less than three years later had a son 
Yeah, I, was, I always kind of picked up oh, on that I one, too. I feel like you would wait a little bit longer to have a kid. Yeah, I wonder if it's like she, they cast Josh Hart in it, and it's like, well, guy's 22. He's not going to pass from too much younger. Let's say well, 17. It's still a plot point, though. That yeah, but I feel like she could she have had was one. attacked when she was 17. No, 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 no. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, they, yeah. they wanted yeah, yeah, him to no, be the when, same age. Well, yeah. when did he attack you? Well, I was seven. Ah! When she right. went to the birthday card. <laughs> yeah. And, and that means she had him when she was 20. Did she? Did... I mean, she did. Like, they, they made it very well known that she had a problem with drinking, which definitely makes sense if she went through that sort of stuff. A lot of... You go back to the yeah. 80s. Do you think there's any sort of mental health care for no. people of trauma in the 80s? Fuck off. <laughs> they tell you to cheer up, bucko. So, go outside. Yeah, I, yeah I, I get that she would have had problems, and then she, like, I can I can make those leaps. Like, that's not the problem for me in the movie. It does, it you know, it's unfortunate, but I could see it happening. But then it, she it still found very... time to go to college and become a headmistress of a university herself. She's fucking yeah. Laurie Strode, man. She's a boss. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is like all her stuff is so interesting in this movie because of what's missing in the rest of the movie around her. Because her whole character arc in this and what's alluded to just like so fascinating. And she's playing it very well, very mm-hmm. believable. And you're like, oh, I'm with you. Like, wow, you're really dealing with some stuff. And then it's so like empty and vacuous in the rest of the movie. It just it was very kind of disjointed and very um dissonant while watching it. Because it's like I was really into her story and her like coming to grips with her past and so yeah. like it felt like i was watching two different movies and i liked the jamie lee curtis part of this movie more than everything else yeah i almost wish there was a little bit more of <laughs> this version of jamie lee curtis in the david gorda green one where she's full-blown cabin in the woods i'm a murder machine jamie lee like i kind of wish that you could blend Honestly, these two characters a yeah, little bit because her progression into that would make more sense to me then because yeah however much i enjoyed that movie since I had only seen the first film, and you said that they don't even reference the second movie. In, in the, that one, no. In that one, it is a straight sequel to the first one. They are not related. Yeah, I'm like, this is a little extreme for something that happened. I mean, to be fair, I haven't gone through any sort of trauma like that by far. So I shouldn't judge too harshly. Right. This character would evolve into that character yeah. more. Yeah, if, <laughs> if somehow... For, David- some, somehow one night of being stalked would evolve into that character. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I kind of, it would have been cool if they could have like maybe toned that version down. Like I know there's some people like in the Halloween family, if you will, who have been like, it didn't feel like Laurie in the David Gordon Green one. But Jamie Lee signed off on it and Carpenter signed off on it. So who the fuck are we to say? Um, it's it's Laurie if she went through a Sarah Connor phase. Well, it's yeah. Laurie if, if exactly what we said happened. She got no help in between trauma and then now her oh, yeah. later in life if, yeah that yeah. Might, yeah then i, I so kind of get it the 80s were not great for mental health no <laughs> no Hashtag i do have a question though about this <laughs> Fuck that guy. uh i do have a question about this though uh is this is halloween the series the the only one that is so aggressive about erasing its past with its movies because with the david gordon green one erasing everything in between and then this one erasing some maybe or maybe not it seems like this has kind of come up with all these halloween movies as we've watched them that there's always some sort of like the past ones didn't happen except for one well like, there, that, that seems to be this like, legacy of this series that is very true and there, there's something kind of interesting about it because if you read like what is john carpenter's opinions on the halloween sequels um he, he does not like part two even though he wrote it um 
he had said that he basically had to drink himself into like a stupor every night to just get the script out because if they were going to make a movie without if they're going to make the movie either way and he'd rather be involved um but he ended up really not enjoying that film although he does still like the director uh which is kind of nice and then you go past there he ended up enjoying three because he thought three was just like an interesting idea of a film and I can't fully agree with him there. I don't hate Halloween 3, but I don't love it either. Uh, I like that it has fairies in it. Yeah, I like that. They're fairies, but they're men. But I bring up the three more days of Halloween, Halloween. I bring that up all the time. Um, But otherwise, yeah, they're fine. But then you go to, like, H2O, and he's just like, uh, Like, he just doesn't really even care anymore. (laughs) So it's just kind of unfortunate because, and you, you look at it, and it's like, well, I get it. Because he's, we're looking at a movie based on a sequel that he did not like. So, of course, he's not going to like it. It's kind of a mess. So, I get that whole, we need to retcon it. We need to bring it back to what worked. Because if you want to go, is Halloween the greatest slasher film of all time? Which a lot of people will say it is. I'm not sure if I agree. Um, it is a great movie, don't get me wrong. Um, but if you just want to make a sequel to that great film, you kind of have to ignore all of the fucking garbage that came after it. Because yeah. it's not Friday the 13th, which started out with a very solid slasher film and then just went, fuck it, we're just going to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks and woohoo, party! Or you don't have, like, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, which is like, how can we one-up ourselves? We're going to get more creative every single time. We're just going to keep one-upping ourselves. Halloween wanted to stay serious and scary. And because of that, it, it just kind of never worked the same way. You needed Carpenter at the helm. So I understand that whole, like, all right, just bring it back to basics. Fuck it. Bring it back to basics. Fuck it. Bring it back to basics. But at the same time, you end up with that legacy that you mentioned of, like, oh, man, this franchise just cannot figure their shit out. Well, it really it really affects watching it just kind of psychologically as I'm as I'm going through this movie, knowing that just like, oh, this ignores previous ones or the, the more recent one ignoring previous ones. There's a sense of just like. I'm watching something that doesn't like itself in some way, shape, or form, and Michael has to make itself better. Doesn't like himself. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just affects the it affects the experience completely for me, and it, it really brings things down. Even if there were enjoyable parts here, I can't help but think that. And there was a lot of time in this movie to think about stuff like that. Well, especially because this, this movie feels like you have to know the franchise. Like I'll keep bringing oh, back I to was... Friday. I'll keep bringing it back to Friday the 13th just because I'm a, I'm a huge fanboy. Um, but Friday the 13th, you can pop in any one of the fucking movies and y- you know what's going on. Oh, those teenagers are going to bang and that guy in the hockey mask is going to fucking murder him. And that's your movie. If you didn't watch part six, you are fine watching part seven. Yeah. And if you didn't watch part five, don't worry. We have a recap in the, part, the beginning of part six to let you know what happened. And then it doesn't really matter anyways. And, like, that's kind of how they rolled with it. But with Halloween, it feels like, no, 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 there's legacy here. And, like, that's kind of, like, what they're, I feel like all the movies are trying to go for, of, like, the generational horror and trauma. Like, that always comes back in Halloween Island, the first movie, or the first two movies, is like, oh, this is affecting our lives. Not our night, our lives. And it feels like the only way they feel comfortable doing that is, like, this is ruining my life as long as you ignore part five and six because I don't really have anything to do with that. So that part didn't really affect me at all, but I know he was still out there, but you know, uh, but it's, it's so sad and so tough. And it's like, is it all or nothing, guys? Yeah. And also, I'll admit, I was lost when the revelation of her being related to Michael Myers came up because it's been so long since I've seen two. I've seen two <laughs> once. 
and one many times, and then the re- like three once, and then nothing else, except for the other one. So like when it was like I'm I'm his sister, and I'm like what? I actually had to pause the movie for a moment, go read up on what happened because I was lost, and it wasn't a very good feeling to feel in this movie, which is a weird complaint because normally that I can kind of catch up, but already I was already kind of dragging on this. I feel and like so that legacy thing in, just kind of plays in into 98 it. you would have been right there with it like i just i feel like all these sequels and remakes past that have just completely it's just made it all confusing and and i know there's probably a lot of horror fans listening right now who are just like it's not confusing at all it's like yeah but if you weren't a fan it, it can be i just didn't care or you like, go that I, route <laughs> this was the first michael movie i had ever seen you saw this one before the original i didn't even see the original till you had me watch it like a year ago that's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Year, two years ago? I don't know. I think we did it for the podcast a little while ago. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time I'd seen the original film. I, this was my first foray into Mike Myers, which is probably why I have no nostalgia for Mike Myers. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't really either. I have nostalgia for Halloween. Yeah. The original film, and then like... It, I'm pretty sure I was one of the people that this movie was hoping to bring in. And it did. You saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters, <laughs> but I didn't like it. I had no interest in seeing the next one. I, I remember watching it on VHS with my sister, and I had already seen it once. And then it gets to that scene, like, near the end. Like, we'll, we'll talk about the end in here in a minute when they're fighting. And he's, like, going through the, the cafeteria, and he's flipping tables behind him. He's totally jasoning out. And I'm saying it's jasoning out because it feels like a Jason Voorhees moment. Um, and my sister just goes, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> she was just not into it. And it's kind of because my sister is way more into horror than I was. And I'm like, no, it's good. Look, it's scary. And she's like, this isn't scary at all. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And she's right. I mean, it's not scary at all. Like, when you talk about slashers, you just expect people to die. And is yet, this even R? Oh, yeah. It is? The girl's leg is fucking hanging off. And Justin Gordon Levitt skates sca- sca- Yeah, the and face. they say yeah, fuck more the than once. the face is just funny looking. But it's definitely it's definitely rated R. Okay. <laughs> you can't have that much blood and guts and gore and not have it rated R. Hmm. Hmm. You can't. They they wouldn't do it. And it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is very tame for a Halloween movie because it's not like tame, say like the original Halloween, where it's not very gory, but it's still very violent and scary. This one they just couldn't strike the balance, and I think that's more of where Steve Miner's weaknesses were because Steve Miner, like I said, Friday Thirteenth guy. He can do blood, guts, and gore. He didn't really do the subtlety as well. So instead of being subtle, it just kind of feels like this movie has a shockingly low body count, and it's not all that violent or scary, even though it has a couple moments. Yep, surprised about that as well. (laughs) Yeah, like, very few people die. Yeah. Like, not Michael's best night. (laughs) Well, they cleared cleared everyone out. Yeah, they got the, the guy and the girl, the boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Sexy time people. They didn't even care, because I'm like, wait... She's way hotter than you. This yeah. relationship makes no sense. He can go hang out with The Rock. Um, but we had those two, and then we had uh, the boyfriend, and then the nurse and Joseph Gordon Levin and his friends. So that's six. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then I guess Michael's doppelganger at the end would be seven, but. Yeah. So I guess a few people die, but I'm used to, you know, I like my Friday the 13th. Friday thirteenth, thirteen dead people. I mean, I mean, you don't. You don't I'm not shy about yeah. thinking Jason's a better film. Who do you even actually franchise. see him attack though? The nurse in the beginning. The nurse in the beginning, and then the girl. The girl. And 
Lori. Yeah. Oh, and the boyfriend. Lori's boyfriend. No, that's not really an attack. He sneaks up behind him and stabs him in the side. And then lifts his body off the ground that's, with a knife so it cuts a into him. Reference yeah. the second movie it is, with the yeah. nurse. Yeah. It was like it was done better in the second movie. Like it might be the only thing the second movie did well was because you have the clunk of her shoes falling off. Mm-hmm. It's a good moment. Just that See, yeah, we're touch. missing that. We're missing that in this movie too. Just the flourish, the flourish, the yeah. kind of the punctuation to these deaths. Because I had to like when we we're talking when we were, when I was thinking about this movie for us our episode today, I had to go through and remember the deaths because nothing really stood out about them and nothing was punctuated. Nothing was very specific. Like the the boyfriend wiggles a bit in the air when he dies. Yeah, and that's it. He wiggles and gargles, and then we're off to like table flipping in a very not a very weird mess hall. Yeah, that doesn't quite look like a mess hall, but there's tables, so fine. So like, there's all those things that just aren't specific enough. And you like the, he keep like the the flourish that like I'm talking about. And, like, the kills are all very much on display in the original Halloween. And I'll go to, like, the... What's his name? Brad, I think it is. The guy with the glasses who gets killed with a knife and gets pinned on the wall. Like, that's what I'm talking about Flourish. Is he gets pinned on the wall. They have a spotlight on the knife. Like, it's kind of subtle, but it's clearly a spotlight. And then Michael's just standing there staring at him. And that's where that famous head tilt came from. Is he's just like, huh. He's stuck. Like, it's just kind of like this almost like childlike curiosity of just like pure terror of like, he's just kind of like amazed at his own capabilities. And then they bring it into this movie like all the time and he just looks like a lost puppy. Like, it's just like they just couldn't quite figure it out. Um, but they did figure out the, the last 20 minutes, which I, I'll, I'll, we should spend some time talking about a little bit. Uh, the last 20 minutes is when Lori has kicked the kids out, and then after her boyfriend gets killed, and LL Cool J gets shot in the head. But he's fine. But he's fine. But uh, the bullet just grazed him. Yeah, it just grazed him, and he just lost a shitload of blood. I mean, it is a head wound. Yeah. It is a head wound. Um, and if I was in his shoes, I'd probably done the same thing. Shot in the head, Michael Myers is here. Fuck it. I'm just going to chill. Yeah. Michael's going to assume I'm dead. It's a head wound. Coma. I'm dead. I'm dead. You do you. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm with him on that one. But the the cat and mouse game throughout the house and Lori's just fuck it. I'm killing my brother. Like I I enjoy it. I'm I'm here for it. It was entertaining. The action was good. It was good action horror. It was shot very well. The fight choreography was a bit ridiculous, like my sister said, but it still kind of worked in its own way. Like I was still kind of into it. It's just really unfortunate. The movie is all of, I joked earlier, hour 15. I think it's actually an hour 25. It is the shortest Halloween film. Uh, But you're watching this almost an hour and a half long movie, and it's entertaining, not until you're, like, basically ready to walk out on it. So even though the ending is entertaining, it doesn't do enough to, like, bring up the rest of the film. Yeah. So I I can love it, and it is a lot of fun, but I'm not going to go back to this thing just to watch that. No. Because it wasn't that great. It's just so much better than what we were watching before. I honestly yeah. don't remember it very well, so I don't think it was even that great for me. <laughs> I remember the table flipping and her walking around with an axe, but then losing the axe right away, but then getting it back at yeah. the end. <clears throat> but even just, like, the, the moment she first sees her brother is great. Like, after Josh Hart and Michelle Williams are fighting for the keys, that for some reason Michelle Williams is like, I'm going to lock the door, and then I'm going to chuck the keys at Michael, and oops, why'd I do that? Yeah. It made no fucking sense. Um, 
but they get through the door and it's like that perfect circle window it's even like we have the imdb page up it's even like the still from the trailer of the circle window closes and she's slamming the door shut to lock it to figure out what's going on with her son and that's when michael gets through and they are just staring at each other yeah and it's this oh moment, yeah that was a great shot great shot it's this moment of confirmation of fuck he did get out he did come after me and him going there you are. Yeah, that's a great shot. Great moment. But you're talk you were saying the last twenty minutes when she's gotten rid of Josh Hart in it. I'm trying to remember that fight, and I'm not. Yeah, I can't tell you the details either, but I know it's entertaining when I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well what what was kind of hopeful about it was that she's turning it around on him. And I, I like that in in slasher movies or horror films like this where if they try to turn it around where the the stalker gets stalked or they fight back but they're not, like, weak. I don't know. That's always, for me, an interesting turn. So when they were promising that with this, I was like, oh, cool. But then they kept trying to make her into the final girl or, like, the damsel. And, like, you have an axe, you're a badass, lose the axe. You have a knife, lose the knife. Like, they kept trying to steer course correct back to her just being, you know, scared instead of just being like, you know, fuck this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack you. Like, they tried to keep her away from it. And that's why, like, we can barely remember the action of it other than the tables because it was like, uh... Yeah, yeah, we don't really want you to turn on him and and actually hold your own. We just want to hint at it. Because, I mean, that's really how Michael is able to kill the majority of the people that he kills is that they don't want to die. They freak out. They fuck up. He eventually catches up to them and just stabby stabby. Whereas the the reason why I like the end of this the film so much is that Jamie is willing to die to save her son. So it is no longer Jamie Lee from the the ending of the original Halloween where she's cowering in a closet while he's busting through it and she's just trying to stab him with anything she can get her hands on just to get the fuck away from him. Like, it's not the mouse anymore. It's cat v. cat. And she's like, no, fuck you. You're not killing my son. And that mentality is there sometimes. And when it's there, it's great. And then everything else John just said is spot on because when because yeah, every now and then they kind of go, but she's the final girl, so that means she needs to be scared, right? And it's like, no, no, I'm fine with Laurie getting ready to fuck him up, and I, that's really what the the David Gordon Green film got right was the no, no, I'm willing to die if I know you're going down with me. Well, let's just take that as '90s. Yeah, '90s liked their empowered women, but only to to a certain extent. Yeah. We want him to be empowered, but still easily overtaken. That's the 90s idea of, femini- of feminism, strong female characters, honestly. Baby steps forward in the Baby 90s. Baby steps forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything we missed in this film, or should we uh, move on to the quote-unquote quotes? Well, I think you mentioned something about the, the end-end, where... Oh, sure. All the stuff about the switching them out, the... Weird. There's weirdness around that end as I was reading up on it. So I'm curious of your take on it. Just her killing him, them deciding like he can't be killed. I think there was like a contractual thing too. I don't know. It was very, to me, the ending was interesting. It just, yeah, she chops his head off. I wasn't expecting that. So I don't know. I might need some enlightenment on the history of that. I mean, were well, you expecting any of that sequence? Were you expecting her to pull a gun out of a cop's waist? And then steal the van, and then drive the van away, and then purposely drive the van off a cliff. And like, I wasn't expecting any of that shit. No, no. no. 
and I, I like it because it shows the the mental state of where Laurie is at at that point of like, no, he can't be killed. I shot the fucking dude in the head, like, and I burned him alive. I blew him up in a hospital. He can't be killed. He's not going to get killed by a couple stab wounds. He's not. He's not dead. He's not dead. You're wrong. Like, I love that idea. But at the same time, like John said, I'd also read there was some sort of contractual negotiations when they were writing the film that they couldn't kill Michael. But they still wanted to kill Michael, so they came up with this convoluted thing of like, oh no, he swapped himself out with somebody and then duct taped his mouth shut. And somehow that guy wasn't able to just go, mm, mm. <laughs> and that alone would made Lori go, Michael doesn't make noise. <laughs> like, that's all he had to do. I just have a, a crazy thing going in my head right now of the last five minutes of this movie and everyone's Charlie going, wild card. <laughs> wild card, bitches. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> steal this... Uh, this van, wild card. <laughs> Put it up the cliff, wild card. All right, you're Michael. I'm gonna chop your head off. And suddenly Michael pulls his mask off. Wild card. Stop <laughs> me. Uh, I gotta put Michael in his body bag. He whips off his mask. Wild card. <laughs> Just replace the entire last movie with Charlie. <laughs> it would have been better. Oh my god, if Charlie was under the mask the whole time, better film. Uh, see, yeah, that's what I want out of a Halloween movie. Now. Thanks, guys. It's <laughs> Charlie Day yelling wild card. Oh my god. But but yeah. So I mean, I guess the history from what i read we i guess we read similar things because it just seems like so what do you want you want it to end you want to kill him but you don't want him to be dead and you want more sequels yep Aww. Oof. that's like my the worst boss i've ever had <laughs> yeah that tracks <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you want what? from me so that's exactly what we got if you never saw another halloween movie past this you're like oh i guess it ended at h2o when laurie finally killed michael Bop, bop, bop. Bob's your uncle. Hooray! And then Yay. if you just turn on the next movie, Lori's the opening kill of the next film. Let's so go. Awesome. Thanks yeah. a lot, no. Halloween Resurrection. You really do suck. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird because, like, in other I movies, like movie the. Happened. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just weird, like, how, how that doesn't fly in this movie to me. Because this movie is more serious, right? Yeah. In the other slashers, you can do that shit because it's fun. And it's like, well, how can they one-up themselves next time? How is he not dead this time? This, to me, it's weird. It's like you can't get away with that. That seems very criminal, <laughs> almost. Yeah. It's like, I'll go back to Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, Jason is fucking dead. Dead. So how would he come back? I don't know. We're going to stab this uh, metal spear into his corpse to make sure he's dead. And oh no, lightning hit the spear. Jason's back. Like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, that's kind of what I want from some of these slashers. It's just the fuck it attitude. But if you're trying to play it serious and cartoony, you end up just with disappointed audience members. Yep. Now, now should we talk quotes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I honestly thought we we're going to be a little nicer to this film after I watched it. And then I'm like, because uh, I've seen this movie like 15 times. We've I'm, almost talked the same amount of time this movie happened. That's true. We're, we're almost at an hour. And this movie's only a little over an hour long. Oy. <laughs> John, do you have a quote? Um, yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I had to look it up because... 
honestly, I couldn't remember much of what they said in the movie. It, my attention span was pretty poor for this. Yeah. But the when Laurie was talking to, I think, Will, that's the boyfriend, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And like, my brother killed my sister. And how do you do that? With a really big, sharp kitchen knife. It's like... So yeah, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> it was a good trailer moment. I remember that in the trailer. Yeah. It was a solid trailer moment. My favorite trailer moment was, who was that? My brother. <laughs> I'll go for the, it's uh, such fine. a pointed moment in the movie. I, I'll go. We'll just stick with the trailer moments. What are we gonna do? Try to live. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another problem with this movie. Is there's too many like moments of dialogue where like. That's not how that would be said. No. We also didn't talk about how this movie is fucking wall-to-wall jump scares that don't work. Yeah. Wall-to-wall. Like, every other thing is... Oh, a character walked into frame. Ah! Oh, you bumped into me. Oh, you bumped into me. Oh, you bumped into me. Like, oh, oh man. God. But get there was it. no I'm... cat. There's... What is up yeah. with that cat? There was no crazy cat. That's This movie needed a crazy cat. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, this it was weird. This movie needed Charlie Day and a crazy cat. <laughs> With cat Those fit. kitten mittens. <laughs> kitten mittens. Oh my god, Michael Myers is just the cat from Kitten Mittens, and that's how they can't track him, because he's wearing his kitten mittens. He was making too much noise. I'm making this movie better. Stop it. Stop making this movie better. Does your slasher make too much noise? <laughs> kitten mittens. Oh, We've been see, watching that's the best so in a movie. long time. How, we need to pitch this to... Always sunny. Be like, you guys haven't done a slasher themed episode. No, I don't think they have. <laughs> They're missing out. They have a good one. There's some good stuff there. I mean, yeah. Dennis is probably already a slasher. I mean, oh why not? yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Okay. I'm not sure if you're gonna want to watch this movie again, but if you had to in a double feature, what are we doing? Double features. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna make it easy, and I'm gonna say the original Halloween. Like, if you're going to watch it, I mean, yes, not a great sequel to the original Halloween, especially because you kind of have to know what happened in Halloween 2 as well. But, I mean, they do pair well together. The movie is just chock full of homages to the original film and many, many other horror films for some fucking reason. Um, But I do think, like, I have done it before. I have watched them back to back. They pair well. The first one is obviously much, much better, but it works. Yeah. Maybe with the boy. The one with the, the mannequin boy with the yeah. dude in the wall. Yeah. Oops, spoilers. <laughs> My bad. It, it's kind of <laughs> the same level of disappointment. We're like, yeah. oh, this could be good. Oh, it's just and a dude in a wall. Dude, in, a really creepy dude in the wall. Oh, what is this doll so doing? Di- oh, it's just a dick in a wall. Yeah, so disappointed. <laughs> all in all, them. it's just a another dick in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> not a cat in the wall which is much better with charlie day <laughs> what are you gonna do think about bringing another cat think about bringing two cats <laughs> i was followed by like 15 of them i mean charlie the would get that mittens. guy out of that wall so much faster than the boy <laughs> why are there so many cats <laughs> that guy would just be like what the fuck is going on I'm trying to creep out my nanny not get attacked by a thousand feral cats both these movies would be improved with Charlie Day <laughs> totally true uh, okay so 
I'm going to go with one that I saw a long time ago when I was a projectionist uh, at a theater, and it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like it was entertaining, not good. It was uh, See No Evil. Oh, God, that is not good. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny uh, when I watched it dozens of times as a projectionist. But I feel like you should re- reward yourself after something that's just not like this movie and to just kind of steer to something that's just really schlocky, really bad, and just continue the spiral, but in a different way. Pivot the spiral a bit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, see no evil. I uh, I brought up some quotes just in case I couldn't remember mine, and I'm, I'm looking at the back end of your quote, John, and I kind of forgot how horrible that scene went of the, well, that's sucky. How'd he do it? And then she said, like, the really big kitchen knife, and he goes, that's terrible. Take off your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. You said you'd listen. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. Way to misread the moment there, dude. <laughs> there was so much of just weirdness in that moment, is hence why I picked it, because it was just like, yeah. I'm already like sitting forward being like, what? Wait, what? Huh? Wait, what? huh? What and did then... I miss? They're related? <sighs> Boring. Anyhow, <laughs> I think that's it. I think we Halloween H2O to 20 years later. I am thirsty. <laughs> That wasn't some fine quality H2O. No, no, it was not. <laughs> but we watched it, and uh, I'll, I'll always remember fondly the few good moments that they were. Uh, it was not Aquafina. It no. was Mountain Spring. There you go. <laughs> Which I think just got recalled or something. There was a water brand that got recalled. That's fucking scary. Anyhow, uh, so next week, the final week of Jamie Lee Month, I would have made a lot of sense to do Halloween, but we've already covered Halloween on After the Hype and pretty much every version of Halloween. Uh, So we're going to do a different horror movie of Jamie Lee's. Uh, We're doing Prom Night. Pretty excited to watch Prom Night. I've never seen Prom Night. Uh, I don't know if it's good or bad. I remember they talk a lot about it in Scream, uh, but that's about all I know about it. And I did watch the trailer, which is a really kind of grindhousey fun trailer. Like it's If you've not seen the trailer, highly recommend it. Fun, kind of like throwback oh man miss these sort of horror trailers so excited to watch definitely excited to watch prom night uh and then coming up next month we have mr hugo weaving hugo weaving hugo weaving uh we were not going to do another actor back to back but it just kind of it made sense because it's talking to chewy i'm like who do we pick for Mr. November. And then Chewie's light bulbs went, bing! It's like, remember, remember the 5th of November. So I guess we'll be doing uh, V for Vendetta at yeah. some point next month. Uh, and then uh, three other uh, Hugo Weaving movies. Uh, we're definitely going to do Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. you and I have both never seen that. John, have you seen Priscilla? I have not, so that settles They're it. Perfect. All right, so we got two, and then we'll <laughs> pick the other two uh, at some other point. But yeah. Uh, very excited for Hugo Weaving Month. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then the month after that, we'll do a, a different filmmaker of some sort. So we don't keep doing actors back to back. But, you know, Mr. November. We just kind of, it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And as with all things Hugo Weaving, it just makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if we try to watch one of the Lord of the Rings or if we just be like, it'd just be weird to watch one. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just do Matrix uh, Revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do any of them we we're gotta do part three that one too. <laughs> i mean I, he's so good as mr smith in the first one he's not bad in part three they have a dragon ball z fight at the end how could you hate part three? Oh, really and, yeah hate part three 
Part 3 is like Friday the 13th franchise. It's just like, fuck it, let's see what works. Oh, none of it did. Were you having fun anyways? <laughs> yeah. No, I rewatched this all three recently, and it was just like, okay, I, I see, like, time has been kind to it for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can watch those movies with a grin on my face. It's like, oh, this is hot garbage. It's really fun hot garbage. Uh, but we'll, 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 we might do a Matrix. I don't think we've ever covered the Matrix on ATH or BTH. No, wait. It's really no, hard I don't to think cover so. it singularly. It really is. Nah, I think the first one's easy to cover. It's just you have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. If you want to talk anything beyond that one, then you got to do fucking they all won. of it. But they, yeah, they won. They won. Neo won. Good for Neo. Good job, Neo. End. <laughs> one and done. That's... <laughs> Although I am really excited for part four because it sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. But you know that's me. Anyhow, so plugs. See plug plug plugs. Welcome to Your Doom. Every Monday, we only have two or three episodes left. Uh, we are going to take a brief hiatus. Uh, tune in uh, this upcoming Monday. We'll describe why and how long that hiatus will be. And we're going to try to do a uh, special episode or two in between the hiatus. Uh, but then we'll be coming back afterwards to finish up Frisky Dingo and uh, begrudgingly The x Show. If you're listening to Frisky Dingo, you know why I'm annoyed about that. Uh, Chewy, boosh, nothing to plug? Boosh, boosh. Thank you. Uh, anything to plug? No. You want to plug Frisky Dingo? Boosh, boosh, boosh. Boosh, boosh, Think you could. Think <laughs> you could. Harumph. Think you could bench a scion. Uh, <laughs> seriously, Frisky Dingo is the best fucking show other than, you know, every other show. Uh, <laughs> John, what you plugging? Demon Days, our actual play podcast every week. And uh, yeah, we're having a good time. All up in that tiefling demon devil shit. All the fun. That's it. Thank you everyone yeah. so much for listening. Tune in next week when we finish out Jamie Lee Month prom night. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Bye.